Hi, I'm Sam, and today I am joined by Ben, Grace, and Alyssa. And the four of us are doing a little live show this afternoon where we're talking about news. Isn't that right? Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about specifically teenagers and how teenagers don't really read or watch the news. Yeah, so so news is definitely something that is prevalent in in our teenage culture, I guess I would say. It's something I see when I'm scrolling through social media all the time. And it's something that, you know, we never really know if what we're looking at is is actual news or if it's not quite. Yeah, I read a lot of statistics in preparation for this episode. And basically, teenagers don't really read or watch the news uh, less than 50% for every category, whether it's print media, so that's like newspapers or, you know, news online that you read, like articles. And then even for broadcast media, such as listening to the radio station for news or maybe even watching TV, um, it was less than 50%. And then when it came to misinformation, um, this one's kind of an obvious one, but it's pretty concerning. Teenagers were way more likely to believe misinformation compared to adults um so i think that really goes to show that even though we are in the digital age and we're always glued to our phones i feel like we're not making the best out of it and i feel like teenagers should become more media literate yeah and i I, and that is really concerning about the you know believing the the fake news and and all of that and i think it's interesting you know here at, at mercer island i feel like I'm certainly very thankful. I'm I'm sure that we're all very thankful to have uh, KMIH 88.9 The Bridge and be able to, you know, have these all have all of these broadcasting outlets. And it's quite interesting. We have some kind of news kind of superstars and, and experts. And Sam, I think you, you talked to one of them recently. You know, I did. I interviewed, I guess, one of our two teachers, Natalie Woods. And Natalie worked as a news reporter um, on TV, actually, not on radio, for, uh, I got, I don't know, I think she said 20 years. So oh she, she, yeah, mm-hmm. and now she's teaching us. So she really knows her stuff when it comes to news and all, all of the, the things you have to deal with when you're looking at news, both as someone who produces it and as someone who, who reads it herself. Yeah, so these three, um, so Sam, Ben, and Alyssa, they are in Abro, uh, which is a separate radio class, and I am in one of the regular classes. And in the regular classes, we have to do the news report every day. So I think it's twice a day we do it, um, and Natalie walks us through the process. Uh, she first teaches us like where to gather sources, how to write a news script, how to record it, and then lately she's been teaching me how to add in elements, so sound and music and things like that. So she has a lot of knowledge, and I'm excited to hear your conversation. Yeah, so I, as Grace just said, it kind of goes without saying that Natalie knows her stuff. And I got to ask her all about how she thought us as teens, how we should find our news, how we should think about news, and all, all that stuff. So here's a little bit of Natalie telling us about, yeah, news. With with your whole background in news, it must be kind of tough to figure out what's what's actual news. Like, how do you know exactly what to say, exactly what what the context was? Like, there there's so many parts of that equation. Like, so many things you have to think of before you have to to like I guess portray to the world what the news is, right? 
Well, I think that, you know, if you've been in it as long as I have, which is, you know, I've, I spent about 20 years working as a television reporter. Um, so I, I have a lot of experience. And after a while, you get a formulation. So it might be a different story, but the way you approach how to report it is the same. You know you have to verify where your sources are coming from. You know that you have to do the who, what, when, where, and why. You know that you have to take your opinion out of it. So there's And then there's just a little formulation of how to even write a news story, how to start it, what with the second and third sentences are going to say, how long it's supposed to be. So once you get that down, it's you know, it, it makes it a little bit easier and makes it pretty formulaic. Yeah, I mean, has it ever been a struggle to take your own opinion out of what you're reporting? Yes. I mean, obviously, everybody has an opinion, and there's not such thing as a journalist who doesn't have one. And it is something that you have to keep in check um, and just make sure that you are only reporting 100% what the facts are. Um, and sometimes I have to reread my scripts. If I'm writing a script or if I'm helping students write a script, I have to reread it to make sure that there's nothing in there that's sounds slightly biased or slightly opinionated. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, in your world outside of like teaching and and all this school radio stuff, do you read the news normally? I I have some crazy, terrible habits that I would um, never encourage like someone your age to adopt (laughs) with reading, (laughs) reading the news. I will read until like 1130 midnight. I mean, the New York Times, I go down way down into the weeds reading the New York Times. I love to check in on the Seattle Times. I, I'm checking all these different news sites that I have on my phone. So I do do quite a bit of consuming of news outside of my regular work day. I come home and the first thing I do is turn on the, like I, I have certain programs that I want to watch on CNN and other, you know, networks. So I, I'm a news junkie for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, how how is it that how do you make sure that what you are ingesting as, as I guess, a news consumer isn't biased, or at least is what you, you hope is, well, I guess, what you're looking for? Well, I, you know, in the journalism world, you, you know which news outlets are really the solid, solid sources of news and information. So, for example, like, uh, I mean, like Fox News their actual news product is fairly solid, but they have this whole other realm of um, news reporting that's very, very one-sided. And so it some, sometimes it ends up bleeding into their news product. But I know that. So I, you know, like sometimes I will check sources that I know are biased because I like to keep track of what, what that is all about as well. But typically I, I stick with really reputable highly um, awarded and highly sought after news sources that are like top of the line in the industry. I mean, New York Times would be way up there. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like a lot of the stuff that they're doing on national NPR is very much uh, centered, you know, in they're they're trying to avoid biases. So I'm seeking out reputable news sources just as a course of my daily consumption. And I'm not really into social media or following things on TikTok and gathering news from Instagram. I really don't even go there. So I don't have to decipher a ton, like maybe what young people do today, because you guys are getting your information from places that it's really, really hard to find out and figure out what is real, what is not, what is biased, what is accurate. It's pretty challenging. Yeah, I mean, I I was just about to ask you, I know I struggle a lot with like, 
I mean, I, I just deleted Instagram yesterday. I was like, you know, maybe this isn't true. Maybe what I'm reading isn't isn't the best for me. Um, and I, I just know that kids all over and not not even just kids, like all, all kinds of people are just getting information that probably shouldn't be uh, gotten from social media from these these social media apps. And well, what do you think? How do you think kids should get our news? Ooh, that's a tough question because I don't know that there's any way for an adult to just tell a kid that you're, you know, a teen, you shouldn't get your news and information from Instagram or, I, I mean, where else? What What are some other sources of? of I mean, there's like TikTok, I mean, YouTube. Yeah. All oh yeah, of those. YouTube. Yeah. I mean, it's not really realistic for an adult to say you can't, you shouldn't get your your news and information from those sources. Um, but it's also pretty difficult to expect a young teenager in today's world to open up a newspaper or to turn on a radio station that's going to be all news and information. So, I mean, that's a, that's what I would recommend. You know, if you're really, really serious about wanting to follow the news and, and be informed in a really high-level uh, way, it would be go to the Seattle Times and read the articles. Go to the New York Times. Go to the Washington Post. Go to the Wall Street Journal. Those are the really solid ways to get news and information, but it requires kind of a, a change of mindset because today's generation simply doesn't go there to, for, for, for information. Yeah, so you think the answer is to be like critical about maybe what we see and actually use real sources for for our our actual news? Totally. Yeah. I mean, don't get your news from Instagram. Yeah. Some of it's great, but but I mean, really anybody can put anything out there. That's the problem is like if you're re, if you're consuming, you know, like I I come back to the New York Times, the Seattle Times, the Washington Post. Not anybody can post and put information out there. These are journalists who have been educated in the ways of of seeking out journal you know using their journalistic ways and staying unbiased and and rising above their opinions there is a I mean, they have worked years and years to hone their craft and that's what you're consuming when you're going to those sites when you're going to tiktok you're like man on the street decides he wants to tell a story and it's upon tiktok for anybody to read and consume and who knows if what it what is said is is true or not mhm oh 100% that that is the the main thing, I guess, people my generation get, well, we easily slip into a, a downward spiral of, I mean, that's how conspiracy theories spread too. And that's like, that's a whole other type of news. That's a, just a whole, whole wacky situation. There. Uh, really, it's a whole nother topic because I kind of believe that some of what's wrong with our society today, where we're so divisive, there's so many crazy ideas out there. There's people that are believing super crazy stuff. And I do think it's a lot of it is because of all the information that's out there and available to people and how anybody can put information out there. And so it makes it really difficult to decipher. Yeah, well, I mean, th this is well, here's one question for you that's kind of going to maybe stump you. OK, give it to me. What's the answer? That does stump me. I, uh, you know, I will have to I have to say, like, as a mom, I don't really frown upon the state of Montana putting super strong, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're, they're like making it very difficult for teens to download TikTok. Like, I don't know that I'm necessarily against that because I, as a journalist and as somebody who also has a teenager, really worry about 
teens access to information that can be harmful in so many different ways. I mean, obviously it can be good, but it can be harmful, uh, not only to just getting good sources of accuracy and truth, but also your mental health. So I think that there needs to be more uh, regulation over what what goes out onto, you know, the online channels and out into the social media world. Right now, there's very little government regulation over all of this stuff. And a lot of it is our lawmakers are at a loss to know what to do because they're all of a certain generation where they're like me. They're like reading the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal and the and the you know Washington Post, and they don't truly understand this world that you all are living in. All right, well, that was A Day in the Life by the Beatles, a very on-topic song for this afternoon with that. Uh, I read the news today. Um, Good job. <laughs> and um, before that, we heard Sam's interview with Natalie Woods, our one of our radio teachers. Um, and Sam, I'm I'm curious to hear, like, what was like the the biggest thing that you learned from from hearing Natalie talk about her experience with with the news? I don't know. I was just really interested in in her perspective on what what we should do. You know, mm-hmm. like because I struggle with that, and I know a lot of other people my age struggle with the idea of you know things are happening in the world but how should i figure out how how to approach that and i think she did a really great job at explaining it which was really cool yeah i mean navigating the news is is just so tough these days and i think it'd be interesting to to hear from you guys like how do you uh interact with with the news on a daily basis weekly or or whenever yeah i've been trying to get really good at um reading the news daily i have a couple news apps on my phone but what I think is hard is um, I think with like geopolitical conflicts and things happening around the world, it's kind of hard to look at an article about that and understand what's happening. I think for a lot of the issues that you see on the news, you have to already have some knowledge and the news is just simply updating you about what's happening. So I think in that sense, um, I try to spend a lot of time like, digging into one issue that's featured in one article. So it's kind of hard to look at everything. Yeah, so for me, I don't read the news that frequently. I'm not like Grace, the 2% of teenagers who actually read the news on a basis. But I do read the news when I need to for especially radio, and I'm kind of glad that when I am doing news reports for radio class, it pushes me to make sure I'm informed on what's going on in the world. And especially for this show, this specific episode, And um, two weeks ago, when we had our little teaser episode, I created news quizzes for everybody. And that also had me researching current events going on. And it's important to realize, like, threats that, you know, pose towards the U.S. and just major events that go on. So I would say my major sources um, would be, well, the New York Times, also because of their bonus games, hashtag Wordle, um, and... Local news sources, um, Seattle Times for things going on around us, and then CNN um, occasionally, and I think other news sources that are not too big, but I still just like read them just to make sure that all the information in big articles like align. So, I mean, you know, misinformation is so easily spread on social media and things, and so like fact checking with multiple news sources to make sure that you're getting the right information, I think is so important for me. 
Yeah, and I, I mean, for me personally, I am a pretty big reader. I read a lot of stuff, it, not not books all the time, although I, I do like books. But I read, you know, when I see something that piques my interest, like what's happening, you know, currently, if, if I see something on, on social media, say, about like, hmm, this is happening right now, I will go read, 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 like historical context, figuring out like on different sources, like, okay, this, that's what this says. That's what that says. So I, I don't really have one method. I just ingest a lot when I, when I do, which happens sporadically, you know, it's not like every day, it's not every few days. It's just when it happens, it really happens. Well, that's good. I, I admire the, the dedication to really look deep and, and find these, these different news sources. I think doing radio kind of forces us to try and at least stay somewhat involved in, in looking at the news, whether it's, you know, doing the daily news report, like uh, Alyssa mentioned, or even visiting some news stations. And um, us Abro students, we recently had the opportunity to do that pretty recently. Yeah, so um, I mentioned this right before the interview in the song, but I'm actually not in class with these guys, so I wasn't able to go on the trip. So I have some questions for you guys because I'm just so curious as to what you guys did on the field trip. Uh, the pictures on Instagram look really fun. Follow 88.9 on uh, 88.9 The Bridge on Instagram uh, if you don't already. But anyway, so was this trip like, I don't know, was it planned for a long time? Because I did not know you guys were going to go until you guys actually went. Yeah, this one was actually a pretty big deal. I believe we knew somewhere around a month in advance, like give or take a couple weeks. But we knew about this for a long time. I want to say it was over a month. And this was a big thing because I initially thought that this was the entire radio program. And in my head, I was like, that is going to be crazy. I don't, I mean, I'm sure there are at least a couple hundred students in total. I mean, maybe not that much, but like a, a lot of students, around 200 or something like that. And so I was like, how is that going to work? Like all of us cramming into a radio station. But later on, I think it was the day of, that I realized that it was only the Abro class. So, I mean, going there, it was it was a smaller group than I realized. I always think that the Abro class is so big because the classroom itself is like, it like perfectly fits everybody. So it feels like it's like a small classroom for a lot of people. But it just like when we were there, like we had to split up into two groups because we were a pretty big amount of people. Like there were a lot of us and it was kind of a big production. Like we had to get there early um, we did get breakfast, which was pretty nice. But what are your guys' thoughts um, when you went on the field trip? I thought it was great. I mean, it was, uh, again, we went to, I think it was Bonneville Interna International uh, Studios in, in Seattle. And we basically took a kind of like a one-hour tour of the stations. And it was really cool seeing, like, um, the same programs and, like, Zeta and, you know, similar microphones and stuff. And, yeah, it was really cool to meet some of the news people working there and everyone behind the scenes so yeah yeah it was so cool um we we saw gosh how many stations we saw two or three i, I don't two, yeah. two yeah but it, we saw inside of all their like studios all these people at work it was it was kind of inspiring actually it, it was really neat um and it it made me appreciate what we have here even more too because it's like wow you know, I, I recognize a lot of what we use in in their studios and in their their building as well. 
Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you guys had a lot of fun and you learned a lot. Um, did you get to kind of shadow um, any of the actual reporters or anchors? We didn't while we were there, but I know, Ben, you, you did get to shadow someone there before, right? Yeah, over the over the summer, I spent like a day or a morning um, shadowing at, at the Seattle Sports at, at Bonneville. That's it, so it, cool. It, it was such a fun opportunity. I got to listen to, I think, Oh gosh, I'm forgetting the name of the show. I think it was Bump and Stacy, and they were talking about some some Seahawks news, and so that was a really awesome opportunity. The studios were so nice; everyone was super friendly there, and um, it was a really great opportunity. And I'm I'm super glad that all of us uh, Abro students got the chance to to visit there for our field trip last month. Yeah, no, it sounds really cool. Um, what is one thing that each of you guys learned? And make this kind of related to what we're talking about in terms of misinformation, why it's important to be keeping up with the news, etc. Yeah, so I just want to touch on the amount of work that goes on behind the scenes. You know, when you're listening to the radio, sometimes you might just think like, oh, it's just like a ton of songs. And then when people go live, they just like press a button. Um, but especially if you have a show or if you're writing news or sports reports, there is there's a lot of research that you have to do to make sure that all your information is correct. So for each person, that might look different depending on where you prefer to get your news sources from. But these people at the stations, I mean, I can't even tell you how many monitors they have. It is insane. When I saw that, I was like, I thought we had a ton because we have three in the main control room. And they have, like, I think at least three or four per person, which is crazy. But they have to do so much research when they plan their show schedule. They have to have so many different links up for what's going on and they plan out like literally every second of a whole like honestly like every day they have to do that for the show and I mean I didn't get to talk to them too much about what sources they look into but I just know that I mean I asked them I was like what happens if you are sick and you can't come in it's like they basically have to find someone to replace them for the entire day or else I don't even know if there'd be a show going on because each person is like so vital to the show going on and I just can't believe how much how much prep that they have to do. And it was really cool to see that, like, this is something that you can really make a career out of, but only if you feel like you're dedicated enough. I think, yeah, on, on a similar note to Alyssa, gosh, it, it, there there are some early mornings for, for people involved with news and, and radio. I think some of the, the people there were talking about, you know, waking up at 2 a.m., getting to the station at 3 a.m., and then you just have to do hours and hours and hours of research to make sure you have accurate news info and then everything just updates um each minute of the day and i think yeah that was that was a big takeaway for me yeah and i mean also when when we saw all the um when we walked in there there were so many tvs with all sorts of different news um like stations going on and you could just tell how many different sources these people looked at like they'd just be going on in the background you could look at one tv oh here's one story here's another it was really, really cool to see. And yeah, with with those mornings, gosh, I, I can't even imagine. I, I thought it was pretty bad when we, we had to get to school at 7 in order to get to the station at like 8. I mean, it's it really is crazy when you think about their hours, especially. I even, I I honestly think that one of them even said that they started at like one thirty for their show, which goes on at like 7 or 8 a.m., but they have to spend all that time like making everything picture perfect, like making it sound great and it is a news station so they do have cameras as well so making sure it's like it's a lot I mean it's tv but 
it's live, so you need to make sure that everything is perfectly planned. And, I mean, it's as you said, you know, the accurate news sources, too. So every there's a lot that goes into play with those. And with that, I actually want to test your guys' knowledge on, you know, how informed are you currently? Because, you know, news changes every single day. There's so many, so much new stuff. So I'm, so last episode, I interviewed you guys, um, two questions each, but this time I just have three questions and I'm just going to throw them out there and then you guys can kind of work together to see if you can answer the questions. So the first question that I have, um, and this, the wording might sound kind of weird, but this, just bear with me. Um, it might sound like I'm giving the answer away in the question, but just really, really try to think hard on this. So the first question is, in what country was a man charged with plotting to kill somebody that lives in New York? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to stick stay out of this mm. one because I I have the New York I had oh the my New, gosh, New York bad. Times pulled up earlier and it was the first headline there, so it, I, I I won't be giving any. It's any pretty big out. news. It's pretty big news. Yeah. Um, do I know the answer though? That's that's a good question, Sam. Can you help me out here? You know, wait, 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 wait. Let me let me think about this. What country in the Middle East is 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 it that question? No, 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 no. no. I'm I'm looking at Alyssa's doc right now, so I'm I'm a visual person, so in order to think. Um, okay, was it? You know, I'm not gonna guess. Sam, you guess first, and then maybe that'll help me. I mean, I'm just thinking of geographically, like what country is close to New York? Is it? Like Canada. Okay, that is a terrible answer. Ben, you have to help me out to let me know if <laughs> to let me know if my guess is right. Because I think what happened was was it India? So No. Okay, so are those your final guesses? No. Okay. Wait, no. <laughs> ben, I don't want to have you reveal the answer, but maybe you can help them out. It was a North American um it was a country in North America. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm uncertain now. Wait, my, my, my is New Sam York, correct? My New York Times free free account ran out, so <laughs> I, I don't have access to Maybe any Maybe Sam articles. was right, and I, I shouldn't have yelled at him. Um, I'm trying to—was plotting—I swear I also read this on the Times because there was, like, an indictment. Um, they had it on the Times. Um, so, you know what? Okay, Ben, why don't you just—can re- Ben just reveal the answer? Maybe, you know, wait. Yeah, if you okay, it might be a different answer than what you saw though, because there there are a lot of articles right now yeah. on New York Times. What what's you, what's your guess? Well, uh, the headline said something about India. It said something about Canada, and now I'm seeing something about the Czech Republic. So I don't even know at this point. What? Maybe Sam was right. If it's Canada, I'm gonna run out crying. Okay, I will reveal the answer. Um, none of you guys were right. Actually, it was a man living in America. So it was, I think it was two men in New York and one of them was plotting to kill the other. So that it was basically, okay, that was a really, that was not the best question, but clearly none of you guys read the news. Anyway, moving on to the next question. Um, What country in the Middle East is the U.S. currently facing issues with regarding their support of a country in war right now? Um, <laughs> I think this one is pretty obvious, right? Uh, this country is not in, like, an active war right now. That's a clue. I mean, not definitely not one of the big wars that everybody knows about. Do you guys want to take this one away? Is it Lebanon? I'm going to have all you guys guess first before I reveal the answer. Wait, no, that's... Uh, <laughs> I, I'm trying to think. 
Because, okay, Alyssa, you are amazing, but I'm having a hard time understanding these questions. It's so vague. No, I know what you're saying. Okay, basically, um, the U.S. is supporting a country right now that is in war, is a victim, and um, a country is basically hating America for support, their support because um, they think that there should be consequences for, I guess, for America's support of this country. Can I change my answer? And this country is in the Middle East. Is it Iran? Yeah, no, I was just about to guess. That's that's our final. That's our final guess. Okay, that's the group answer, and you guys are correct. Yeah. Is Iran? Okay, that makes sense. Good job. Also, do you guys say Iran or Iran? Just curious. I'm pretty sure it's Iran. I'm pretty sure that's the correct way to say it. Is that how I said? I think it is. I mean, that sounds right. Because it's not one of those things where it's like tomato, tomato. I yeah. think there's like an actual way to say it. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So far, you guys are one for two. And your last question before we end this episode is. An attack from what country left some parts in Russia out of electricity or power? Ukraine. Yeah, I'm going to also guess Ukraine. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure on that one. I'll go with those two. Okay. Yeah, the group answer is correct. It is Ukraine. Woo-hoo. And you guys are honestly doing pretty good. So I have to applaud you guys for that because I would have gotten a zero if I, that was me. So maybe next time one of you guys can give me a news quiz. Yeah. But, <laughs> Thank you so much for um, listening to this episode, and I want to thank all of you guys for, you know, informing me on your news, and I really think that teens in general should be making sure that their news sources are reliable by not just seeing on Instagram that, you know, somebody posted this and believing it right away, you know, so really fact-checking everything, and I think that's a good message for everybody. So thank you so much for listening to this news episode of Get a Piece of Our Lives, um, and Tune in to 88.9 The Bridge. Yeah, make sure to listen to KMIH Mercer Island on on Wednesday at 3.15 p.m. That's our time, and we'll be here every, every Wednesday. So thank you, and I guess we'll see you next time.